Greetings, podcast listeners. Welcome back. This is your host, Indra, with Aikido Talks. We return to the book Silence, The Power of Quiet in a World Full of Noise by Thich Nhat Hanh. And we continue in the chapter of listening, of deep listening. We're going to talk about an excerpt here after I read a little bit about non-action. Here we go. If you open the space within yourself, you will find that people, even someone who perhaps has been avoiding you, your teenage daughter, your partner with whom you were in a fight, your parent, will want to come and be near you. You don't have to do anything or try to teach them anything or even say anything. If you are practicing on your own, creating space and quiet within you, others will be drawn to your spaciousness. People around will feel comfortable just being around you because of the quality of your presence. This is the virtue of non-action. We stop our thinking, bring our mind back to our body, and become truly present. Non-action is very important. It is not the same thing as passivity or inertia. It's a dynamic and creative state of openness. We just need to sit there, very awake, very light. And when others come sit with us, they feel at ease right away. Even though we haven't done anything to help, the other person receives a lot from us. Having the space to listen with compassion is essential to being a true friend, a true colleague, a true parent, a true partner. A person doesn't need to be a mental health professional to listen well. In fact, many therapists aren't able to do it because they are so full of suffering. They study psychology for many years and know a great deal about techniques, but in their heart they have suffering that they haven't been able to heal and transform or they haven't been able to offer themselves enough joy and play to balance out all the pain they, they take in from clients. So they don't have the space to help very effectively. People pay their, these therapists a lot of money and go back to see them week after week hoping for healing. But counselors can't help if they haven't been able to listen to themselves with compassion. Therapists and counselors are human beings who suffer like everyone else. Their ability to listen to others is dependent first on their ability to listen compassionately to themselves. If we want to help others, we need to have peace inside. This peace we can create with each step, each breath, and then we can help. Otherwise, we are just wasting others' time and taking their money if we're professionals. What all of us need first is ease, lightness, and peace in our own body and spirit. Only then can we truly listen to others. This takes some practice. Take time each day to be with your breath and your steps, to bring your mind back to your body, to remember that you have a body. 
Take some time each day to listen with compassion to your inner child, to listen to the things inside that are clamoring to be heard. Then you will know how to listen to others. And with that, we'll be right back. And we're back. Non-action. I think that sounds of satisfaction, doesn't it? Non-action. To know that we don't have to make any moves. In In Aikido, you're always measuring ahead. Excuse me. About how you're going to make your move. But, you know, this comes within the practice itself of of daily movement, of knowing oneself. When you start a class or when you start a session or practice, you are sitting with yourself in the beginning, always. Every, every time you start in the class and you start with sitting, regardless. And it's a way of settling yourself. It's sort of a way to, to sort of disconnect from what you were just doing Bring yourself into the present moment so that you can fully concentrate on the practice ahead for the next hour or so. Once again, it's a practice we can bring off the mat into our daily lives and to be aware of what is happening, doing deep breathing, connecting with our bodies, which is essential. In addition to that, um, I found it very interesting about the talk of therapists. And the same goes for any practitioner who's doing holistic practicing or any practice where people are dealing with people because you are experiencing, you're having compassion, empathy for who you're working with, especially if you're professional. There's one practice in, there's a, an element in the practice of Reiki where you learn self-healing, right? You learn how to, to take care of yourself, self-care, but you also do care for others. But before every single element of that practice takes place, you clear yourself first. You clear yourself before and after. And the component is also of drinking water. You drink water before and you drink water after because it's just like in the movies. You talk about Power Rangers and, um, you know, like all of these, you know, uh, mythical beings or any of these superheroes, you know, you, you look on the screen and you see them with power surging coming from out of them or they're in taking it from another being. So these are depictions of real things that are happening because as human beings, we, we receive and we give energy all the time. And we create it from ourselves too, just by sitting alone. That's why breathing on our own is so important. It's like regulating ourselves. So, yes, in Reiki, a Japanese practice of healing, um, you're drinking water before the practice. You take time to connect with the universe. 
and you clear yourself before you do the practice. You ground yourself. Then you do the practice and you're not, you're sort of detached from the practice and you're doing it with good intention. You always do with good intention. And then after the practice, you clear your body. There's a movement that you make for your physicality before and after. It's a physical movement you're doing. And you're drinking water to reclaim your energy, to resurge. It's a must. This is why water is so, so, so important. Maybe I'll do an episode on water alone, of how important water is so that for Mother Nature that we take care of our resources that are given to us for free. Anyway, that is for another podcast. So I say all this as I close this episode of our podcast. And maybe I'll leave something. You can give me um, a response in the question if you want to hear more about this. This is something direct that we can all do for ourselves each day. And it makes a, a, a huge difference in the quality of our daily lives. Um, drink water, please, <laughs> before and after. Plain water. Before you even think of flavored water, before you even think of lemon water, before you think of, you know, um, I would advise not carbonated water because that is a chemical inside of the water that's creating carbonation. That's why it's called carbonation. Um, you know, sparkling water, that's, you know, Unless it's natural sparkling water, natural springs water. Drink water before, the, at the start of your day when you wake up, before you do anything. Drink plain water. And then drink other things. At the end of your day, drink water at the close of your day. In the middle of the day, you know, sip, sip water throughout the day. You maybe carry a small bottle or something. If you're walking around, if you're commuting, sip. Find your favorite glass to bring you to the present and to have gratitude for the day by something of beauty and carry that with you throughout the day, right? Um, that is really helpful. And, I, you know, it's funny because the episode is called uh, Non-Action, but... But still, water is involved in this non-action. <laughs> Enjoy the day. So after this podcast, wherever you are, if you're listening at nighttime, middle of the day, or in the morning, drink some water. But don't drink water right before bed, though. Try at least maybe two hours before and drink a nice uh, amount of water that your body is, is requesting. It was great talking to you all today. And with that, until next time.